Shalom. Welcome to a short conversation about parasha, about the weekly portion, Matot. Let me describe to you telegraphically a very special idea communicated about this weekly portion by a very famous rabbi from Safed, Rabbi Mordechai HaKohen, who published a book, Siftei Kohen, from the lips of the Kohen. He published it in 1690. Let's have a look at what he had to say about this very special weekly portion. If you open the book of Numbers, Bamidbar, chapter 32, you see in the second sentence that the sons of the tribe of Gad and of Reuben came to Moses and to Elazar the priest, who was the son of Aaron, and to the presidents, the chiefs of the community, and actually they requested to have real estate parts in the eastern side of the Jordan River. Let us remind ourselves that in the weeks before, Moses conquered with the children of Israel the eastern part of the Jordan River. That is practically, mostly, the area where today the state of Jordan is, the kingdom of Jordan, and also the southern part of the Golan Heights. The Golan Heights, which used to be under Syrian control until 1967, the Six-Day War, and since then are a part, an integral part of the state of Israel. So, let us keep in mind, the sons of Gad and Reuven came to Moses and to Elazar requesting the land, which was very good for them, for their sheep and for their cattle, um, in the eastern part of Jordan. We will skip the whole affair that Moses was very angry at them, that they actually wanted to stay on the eastern side, which could have been interpreted as if they won't participate in the conquest of the land of Israel, the promised land, west of the Jordan. But this was a, a discussion, and Moses uh, told them that they have to participate, and uh, they said that, of course, they will participate. They kept also their word, and they even were at the very front of the seven years of conquest of the land of Canaan, the promised land, uh, about which we read in the book of uh, Joshua. Secondly, Moses let them understand that the formulation of their request in the beginning of chapter 32 is a very strange formulation because they mention first their sheep and cattle 
and only then their women and children. And Moses let them understand that the priority is, of course, the other way. But then it is very interesting and actually quite astonishing, surprising, if we move to verse, to the sentence 33, in this chapter 32, in the book of Numbers, the book Bamidbar. What do we have here? And Moses gave them to the sons of God and to the sons of Reuben and to one half of the tribe of Menashe, Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, the king of the Bashan, the land, its cities, all around the country, and we have now a few questions. Now, to put it short, let us remember that actually the main interpretation of this surprising verse 33 uh, was uh, centered around the comments of the Ramban, Rabbi Moshe ben Nachman. It's not the Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, the Maimonides. No, the Nachmanides, the Rambam, said that actually, probably, because Moshe thought that the area, the vast area, east of the Jordan River, was too big an area that just only two tribes could handle. So, in order to support them in uh, handling the whole area, he thought one more tribe uh, would be necessary, more people. And surprisingly, even though the tribe of Manashe, Manasseh, did not come to Moses together with God and Reuben, and nobody from that tribe asked Moses to get some land east of the Jordan River, Moses decided, as we read in verse 33, that one half of the tribe of Manasseh would get a land east of the Jordan, and the other half of Manasseh tribe will join the other tribes west of the Jordan, about which we read in the book of Joshua. So, in 1690, Rabbi Mordechai Cohen, a very famous Kabbalist uh, rabbi from the city of Safed in the northern Galilee, came with another very special interpretation and comment about this, which I would, I would like to share with you. We remember the explanation, the explanation of uh, the Ramban was that the area was so big that it was necessary to put one more tribe or a part of it east of the Jordan River. But in the book Sifteya Kohen, Shach, the initials of Siftei Kohen is Shin Chaf, Shach, 
Rabbi Mordechai Cohen published in 1690 an additional explanation which is uh, a real pearl of uh, Torah reading and Torah interpretation. Let us sum up what are the questions we have to deal with. First of all, only two tribes came to Moses and asked for territory. How come that Moses gave one tribe, a half of a tribe, also in addition to that, some land, some real estate, some areas in the eastern part, east of the Jordan River? The second question is, why only one half of a tribe? Moses could have chosen a small tribe and uh, take one complete little tribe, small, and put it in addition to Gad and Reuven on the eastern side. Why did Moses take only one half of a tribe? And the third question is, of course, why did Moses pick the tribe of Manasseh for this purpose? Now, the the answer that Rabbi Mordechai Kohen provides is one answer that combines the three questions. He reminds us of the background that brothers in the Torah, especially in the people of Israel, had very special tensions. And uh, he reminds us that uh, Ismael and Isaac, the sons of Abram, uh, had big tensions. We remember that the two sons of Isaac and Rebekah, Esav and Jacob, were in big tension, had the big tension, a big rivalry, and actually, upon the recommendation of Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob had to flee to Syria, to Aram Naharaim, to Laban, in order to survive, because there was the danger that, uh, because of him, of his anger, uh, Esav uh, could have uh, killed uh, Jacob. And we also remember that Joseph, the father of Manasseh and Ephraim, had big trouble with his ten brothers, not with the eleventh, with Benjamin, his younger brother from the same mother, Rachel. And they even um, threw him into a hole in the desert, which could have killed him. Miraculously enough, he was saved, and nomads brought him to Egypt, where he was sold, and we know the further story, the development of Joseph. Now, the Rabbi Mordechai Cohen reminds us what happened with Joseph, Manasseh, his first son, and his younger son, Ephraim. When Jacob came to Egypt, and before he died, before he passed away, as Jacob, not as Israel, which is the nation. Joseph took his two sons 
to their grandfather, to his father, to Jacob, in order for him to give them a blessing. Joseph had in mind that Jacob would give the first blessing to the firstborn, meaning to Menashe. So he put Menashe in front of the right hand of Jacob and put the younger son, Ephraim, in front of the left arm, the left hand of Jacob. But interestingly, we were surprised to read that Jacob put the hands one above the other one in such a way that with his right hand he first blessed the younger brother Ephraim and then the elder brother Menashe. What is the connection between this special blessing story and the decision of Moses to put one half of the tribe of Menashe on the east side of the Jordan and one half on the west side in Canaan together with the rest of the tribes. Well, in contradiction to the other stories of tensions, rivalry and the treacherous uh, uh, enmity between brothers, Manasseh did not blame Ephraim for getting the first blessing. He was not jealous. In the whole Torah, there is no single mention that Menasheh complained about this decision of his grandfather Jacob to firstly bless, to first bless Ephraim instead of him, even though he, Menashe, was the firstborn. So, here we have the answer to the three questions. Moses chose the tribe of Manashe, who was actually in, in his attitude and his mentality a bridge maker, a person that brings people together the person who knows to accept the decisions made by the elders or by God, the person who would not look for tensions, rivalry, and uh, wars, the peacemaker, the bridge maker. So, one half of Manasseh should be on the east side, and one part on the west side of the Jordan, that is the wonderful explanation of Rabbi Mordechai Cohen in his book Siftei Cohen from 1690. And he said that Moses decided to have this very special tribe, Manasseh, split so that this division would have the function of keeping together the people of Israel despite the distance. One group is on the east side of the Jordan, one group is on the west side. You know that the distance could have a negative impact on the relationship and maybe if there would be 
no one to to have the function of the glue combining and connecting and keeping the contact between the two groups on the two sides of the Jordan River, maybe the people of Israel would have lost those who are the minority and are on the eastern side because they would have been much more exposed to the idolatry uh, around them by the other nations. So, to sum up, Moses chose the tribe of Manasseh in order to keep the unity of the nation using the very special quality of the tribe of Menashe that should have been the connector, the one who keeps the good relationship between the tribes even though they are geographically split and separated by the Jordan River. Let us hope that this would also serve as an example for us to try and keep the unity and stay above and beyond all those differences about which we discuss and argue every day in so many fields. Shalom and I wish you good health and all the best. Here is Ari Lipinski speaking to you from Israel. Shalom and thank you very much.